Hi everyone, hope you're staying safe and healthy out there. A cold open today for a quick disclaimer. If you know anything about the songs from this episode, you would know that they're from a musical called Hedwig and the Angry Inch. The character of Hedwig is a transgender woman, and the musical follows her throughout her life, so we'll be talking a bit about it this episode. Brittany, Sam, and I, none of us are transgender or have any experience being transgender. Anything we say about the subject this episode is based on friends we've had who are transgender and our many years of being intersectional feminists. But we are not perfect. Until about halfway through this episode, we refer to the surgery used to transition from another sex as a sex change. Brittany does some research while we talk and lets us know that that term is no longer appropriate. We, of course, immediately apologize and use the correct term after that. If you hear anything else we say this episode and believe that it may be incorrect or in bad taste, we truly, sincerely, and genuinely hope that you'll let us know so we can apologize and clarify the right information in a later episode. We are always learning and always willing to learn about how to be supportive, and we would never want to misinform our listeners. We believe you all should be learning along with us. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to us, especially in times like these. It means a lot. We hope you'll enjoy the episode. Like, why did they have the sleepover there and not this house? Because Betty had wigs. Cheryl, you, Cheryl you has wigs. Would Cheryl not have wigs? Cheryl has wigs, but they're just Clifford's old, dusty ass. Ew. <laughs> Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 25 year old actor and drama instructor. I like rooting antiheroes. Well, am I a drama instructor? And you are a. I lost my job. Unemployed due to COVID. I like rooting anti-heroes and feminist agendas. I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And our fun fact for this episode is um, what song from a musical, like if you were going up and performing in a variety show, what song from a musical you would perform. And I would say I have talked about it before, but I was in a musical called The Mystery of Edwin Drood. And my big solo song that ended the whole show was called The Writing on the Wall. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably what I would sing. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 30-year-old journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. And I would say I love a lot of, like, big Broadway songs, but I think for this one I'm going to pick something from Chicago. I'm probably going to go for, like, a classic, like, all that jazz, but I will say the cell block tango is iconic. I just can't do all of it at the same time. I know. I had such a hard time choosing because I was, like, either it's, like, a duet or, like, it's a song in which there's, like, an ensemble in the background or whatever. Yeah. Yep. And my name is Samantha Coley. I'm a 27-year-old marketing coordinator from sunny pre-apocalyptic Washington, D.C. I'm a senior writer and a social media specialist at Telltale TV. I like over 40s OTPs and making playlists. I'm on Twitter at Sam Casey's, where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses. My choice for our fun fact is Thank You for the Music from Mamma Mia, uh, because it is my favorite musical song to sing, because it just, I don't know why it feels, it just feels the best for my voice. Good. Um, so I, I picked that one. You are so Thank cute. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. And today we have word to say about episode 417 of Riverdale, Wicked Little Town. So Wicked Little Town is a song from Hedwig. And (laughs) Riverdale is a wicked little town. (laughs) And every single time that they said it in the episode, I was like five seconds ahead of them. (laughs) I knew exactly when they were going to say it. Mm -hmm. All right. um, Brittany, toot or boot? Uh, Boot. Now, it's been a while. So let's um, remind everybody from best to worst our scoring. Yes, of course. 
Um, so we got this from RuPaul's Drag Race fashion photo review. So mm-hmm. if you're not watching Drag Race, get your life right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the top, it goes from top to bottom, shoot, toot, boot. Mm-hmm. Nope. Oh, right. Shoot, toot, uh, newt, boot, scoot. Mm-hmm. Okay, continue. Um, and I booted it because of some of the political issues in the episode mm-hmm. that I think were very clumsily handled. Mm-hmm. And that's my opinion on that. I am going to newt the episode. That's also fair. Uh, yes. I would say there are, there were like two things that I liked about it. And those were like big things. I enjoyed the Barchi stuff. So if you're looking for Barchi hate, that's not where you're going to find it. And uh, I think we've made that pretty clear in our previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also got some Snake Parents content. Um, so that kind of brings it away from boot for me. But I would say I cringed. The entire time. Yeah, I was sure cringed. I was cringing the whole time. I was so uncomfortable. The amount yeah. of times Robin was like, oh god, yeah. and like hid behind her own yeah. hands was oh. great. <laughs> I just straight up looked away at some parts. I was just like, nah. I mean, the thing is, like, is Cole doing a good job? Yes, sure. But I've seen him sing, like, when he was younger, Zach and, uh, like, when he was doing stuff with Zach and Cody and everything, mm-hmm. and I just know that he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and so that makes me uncomfortable because he's taking it so seriously, and I respect the crap out of the fact that he's taking it seriously because he's a professional actor, but I know that he doesn't want to do it, and so that makes me uncomfortable. That's fair. I understand. Yeah. I'm gonna toot it. Okay. Uh, because my meter for Riverdale is literally, am I entertained? And mm. I was, so. Fair enough. Yeah. There you go. All right. Thanks. Thank you. All right. So once again, for like the fourth episode in a row, we are going to be going chronologically. Uh, maybe we'll go back to uh, separate storylines someday. Who's to say though? <laughs> it just works better this way. For yeah. I mean, once once the it, it's the writing, like yeah. the writing yeah. is chronological now and mm-hmm. instead of broken up by storylines, which is a refreshing change, I think, yeah. for Riverdale. Sure. Cool. So um, <clears throat> I'm gonna get started. I did part one. So here is my. Summary for the first third of the episode. I'm ready. Jughead starts off the episode by telling us that the Stonewall storyline is over. After seeing the end of this episode, though, I have a few questions about that. Jughead heads home to find another videotape on the Smith Cooper Jones doorstep, and I am thrilled. There were also tapes at Veronica's, Archie's, Cheryl's, and even Pop's. They sing Wicked Little Town about it. Veronica reminds Hiram to go to his doctor's appointment, and he doesn't. (laughs) He goes to Archie's gym and hops aboard the struggle bus. (laughs) Why wasn't anyone spotting him in the first place? Meanwhile, Betty has made Jughead an entire syllabus of things he still has to do so he can graduate with all of them. Archie isn't afforded the same favor? Jughead doesn't feel like doing that, so he wants to take homework breaks by solving another heckin' mystery. He asks Charles if he can help with the videotape stuff, and Charles says yes. He'll only tell Betty if she asks about it, and I think that's fair. Kevin brings in the variety show sign-up sheet to Mr. Honey, and he's good to approve everything on there except for Kevin's act, which is a song from Hedwig and the Angry Inch. The show isn't appropriate for high schoolers. Kevin tries to argue, but it's no use. Instead, they break into song about it. But Honey's still not interested. Archie signs up the Archies for the show in a real Peppa Circus move. <laughs> that night, Archie heads down to his garage and looks at Fred's old band gear. The next morning, Kevin is sad and Fangs tells him not to give up and go rogue. Betty tells Jughead his essays are sucky and he needs to step it up. Archie tells the core four about his idea for a band and they're in. Kevin comes to school in full headwig drag to stick it to Mr. Honey. He kisses Archie and he seems into it, which is the only important part of this song. Te- Mr. Honey takes Kevin away. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. So they say that it's only the third round of videotapes? Girl, it's been months, bro. It is the only only the third round, though. Yeah, it's crazy. Is anyone investigating this? Like, Sheriff? how long has it been? Charles is, like, taking a nap between each videotape. Literally. 
And also, this episode, they really made literally everybody sing. Literally yeah, everyone. I was actually yeah. really happy that Machen and Skeet were singing. It was so cute. I was like, oh my god, our rights. Well, we had seen, like, a behind-the-scenes of Machen going in to, like, record her, her part. Yeah. Um, and I expected a little bit more, but I love the fact that she right. went in just for literally one line. Like, harmonizing <laughs> at most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alice and Jellybean got, like... None of us, nobody's talking about the relationship between Alice and Jellybean. I yeah. am. Good. <laughs> it's so important. Like, the minute we go into the Cooper Jones house and she's, like, got her arm around her, I was like, ah, d- feelings? Hello? <laughs> I really love the Sweet Pea, Fangs, and Reggie team up that mm-hmm. has happened. Yep. I don't so really know cute. when it happened, but I appreciate it. They're like, one of us, one of yeah. us. And then um, Kevin and Tom are also at Pops. Um, okay, question. Does Hiram actually have appointments or does he just say that he has appointments? I I think he says he has appointments and then goes to the gym. I agree. Yeah. I don't think that there's a doctor waiting for him or else they would have made a call as a healthcare professional. Right? Oh, duh. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And also, I think later Veronica says that she brought him to a doctor, not she brought him to his doctor. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like he hadn't even seen one yet. He'd only seen that one in New York, I guess. Um, and then my, one of my other questions was why Hiram didn't have a spotter, and I assume he just, like, wouldn't let anybody spot him. Tough guys don't use spotters. Yeah. Said every dumb. And so when he couldn't, (laughs) when he couldn't pick it up, he must have been so mortified. Yep. He was literally like, it has to be Archie. Nobody else look at me. And he's like, um, good. So then Archie says, considering your condition. He's such an idiot. He makes it sound like Hiram's pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know that I'm right. Like, that's literally the way Kaniki phrases it in Greece. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it would have been better if he had been like, because, you know, you know, like that you know would have even be- been better. But like considering your condition, Hiram's like, I'm not dying. And well, it's like, well, maybe you are, bud. Yeah, I was going to say. Mm. I think it's weird that Hiram didn't think Veronica would have told Archie. Right. Th- all, this whole storyline is so clunky. We still don't even know what he's sick with. Yeah, we still don't know. Well, I mean, has he technically still not also like, Wait, he he did have that conversation with Veronica finally, right? Yeah. Yeah, he... Yeah, when they I were doing so, the yeah. will and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, he's like, what? Veronica told you that? And he was like, yeah. And Hiram basically goes, well, Veronica's dumb, because I'm fine. So, whatever her garbage is. Who knows? <laughs> whatever. He's like, dude, project your issues onto someone else. But if, hypothetically, she wasn't dumb about it, then please, maybe don't tell her I was here. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. So which avenue do you want to pick here? Like, make it make sense. Yeah. He's like, I'm out of here. I need privacy. And I'm like, girl, you chose this gym because you said you didn't want it to be a private gym. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Who are you? It's almost like his motivations have to change with the plot. Yeah. So Jughead needs to write a bunch of essays. Um, Luckily, he's already read all three books for the book report. So that'll be pretty easy. He just needs to choose one. Um, and then he says he must, he knows how Sisyphus must have felt. And to remind everybody, Sisyphus was the guy who had to like roll the giant rock up a hill forever oh, okay. in mm. Greek mythology, I believe. <clears throat> so that makes sense. Jug- Jug- it's a book report. Calm down. Well, it's like several book reports. I said what I said. <laughs> okay. So Jughead mentions that he doesn't actually know if it's like worth it. That's fair. And Betty's like, of course it's worth it. And he's like, thanks. Okay. You, you made that decision though. <laughs> I mean, he wanted to go like- is it still in the cards for him to go to Yale? No. Which is kind of dumb, because he yeah. didn't die. I think it's because of the plagiarism thing that he got. Oh, yeah. He's still, like, Jonathan is now dead, apparently, also, so they, they can't even, like, prove that that's not true at this point. Right. I forgot Jonathan was dead. Yeah, I guess, apparently. So he goes to see Charles, and he 
said that he needs help scrubbing through the footage. And I'm like, so you haven't even like scrubbed through any of it at all? Not even like very quickly? To be fair, he was helping cover up a murder. Mm -hmm. But this is the brand new one that he just got. (laughs) He ain't busy. So he's like, I need help scrubbing through the footage. I assumed he would have scrubbed through it at least like zoomed through it a little bit to see if anything, you know, like murder occurs at Mm. some point. (laughs) Mm. Or like, oh God. Yeah. So Charles says that he doesn't want to even think about what would happen if he ever found his way in a house. All episode, they're saying he, he, he. They're saying it's a man. Yep. Well, at this point, he does say he or she, and then he selects he when he, Mm. like, is further explaining. And then later, when Jughead's, like, looking at the people, like, who are holding video cameras or phones or whatever, it's all men. Yeah, that's true. It makes me think that it's almost certainly a woman, because they're trying to get us off the track of female at this point. Yeah. I think that's probably accurate. When will we find out? Who's to say? Who's to say? (laughs) So Charles says that he's not going to lie to Betty, but he won't like outright tell her. Like if Betty shows up, he's not going to be like, hey, Jughead's helping me and not you. Mm -hmm. You know? So I think, I totally think that's fair. I think that's more than fair. Jughead's not doing his homework. He's uh, doing mystery crap. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Kevin goes and talks to Mr. Honey. um, And Mr. Honey's like, yep, all of this is fine except for yours. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Time for a hot debate. Okay, so basically, um, I think that Mr. Honey is... He has, like, some points, but they're not good enough. Okay. I think here he is wrong. When If if Kevin was trying to put on the entire musical, he would have a, a bone to pick. Right. Right. But he's trying to sing one song. Exactly. In drag, I assume. Because right. he clearly already has the costume. Right. Exactly. So there's no problem with doing one song in drag. No, especially. Right. Because if it's the song that he that they then all sing, yeah. first of all, that doesn't really make sense because it's an ensemble number and he was going to like go up and sing it by himself. So maybe it's not that song. I don't know what song he's no, planning on singing. I'm assuming it's the song he sings when he shows when he up shows in drag. Up. Okay. I don't, I don't remember what song that is, but I don't think that one has like anything super explicit in it. And if it did, Mr. Honey, what you would do is you would say okay, you can perform that number, but there are a few things you need to change, like change the lyrics here, change the lyrics here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Tear Me Down, by the way. Yeah. That seems right. Doing one song from Hedwig is not a problem. Yeah. And I'm not saying, and he, I think the whole musical as a whole is what, like, isn't super appropriate for high school. And I'm not saying that it's bad or that the subject matter isn't important. I just think that it's realistic for a school to stop him from putting on a show like that. Yeah. But- can I just say again, doing one song from the musical is not a problem. Right. And like, I'm of the opinion that this show at one point allowed them to do musicals about like teenagers getting brutally murdered. Right. So it's like, why can you commit to like the murder plays, mm-hmm. but sexuality is the thing that you're censoring? Like, mm-hmm. it's always like that classic thing that happens with television where it's like, you can see someone get beheaded, but God forbid you see a boob. Right, right. Yeah, like, my next point, and I had a point for that, but then I was like, wait, I'm answering my own question. Mm -hmm. Because my next point was going to be, because I did, and I haven't said this yet because we haven't been, we haven't potted about this for, like, a month, but recently I watched the movie to be prepared for the musical, Mm -hmm. Um, and it is, like Mr. Honey says, an R-rated movie, and it's not just about sexuality it's also like trauma and it's like it's an autobiographical musical and so that's why I was a little confused about how the musical was going to like fit into the show and I'm not even sure if they like did but my thing was going to be like 
it's not just sexuality it's trauma it's so traumatic her whole life is tra tragic and traumatic mm -hmm. but then i'm like what makes all of this murder not traumatic? That's also exactly, traumatic. Exactly. Midge got murdered in the middle of the show. And mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. So, so it's like like Carrie is literally a musical about a girl getting bullied so much that she murders all of her classmates. Yeah, it, yeah like it's the essentially like you could liken her to like a mass murderer or school shooter. And like, like mm -hmm. Heather's is about murdering all your classmates. Yeah. Like, I think I think that I definitely agree that the divide there isn't fair, but I still totally believe an educator if this was the full musical which it isn't i totally believe a, an educator making that distinction and saying one of them is okay and one of them isn't oh fully like, like that, that's, that's that absolutely makes sense but like we said a bajillion times already it's just one song bro right like calm down like this just reeks of homophobia the way he does it. totally and i think that like it totally backfires on him too because I understand that he feels like he has to stick to his guns because he is supposed to be really like hard and strict and everything and he doesn't want to be a pushover because these kids obviously can push people over. Oh you know? yeah, they've gotten away with a so, lot. So he feels like he can't do that. The problem is that it totally backfires on him because it was only going to be one song from this musical and now every single song in the variety show is from this musical. Exactly. Yeah. And so in Mr. Honey's opinion, it's just getting more and more inappropriate. Right. Well, and I think that's why you have to be careful with censoring important subjects like mm -hmm. this because it, it, it's the same thing with like, you know, people who are homophobic is like, just because you're homophobic doesn't mean it goes away, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's like, if you're trying to censor the, like the expression of queer students, all they're going to do is double down because mm -hmm. just because you say it's wrong doesn't mean that like, that's correct. Right. So then he talks about how the musical speaks to an entire generation and they sing random number generation. And um, Lily said that their numbers were what number they are on the call sheet. So um, your numbers on a call sheet are essentially like, it's your number in the credits, right? Like it's who's the main character. And then it's everyone after that, right? So KJ was one, right? Yeah. So because he's Archie. And then mm -hmm. Lily was two. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it just, it makes it easier because if you're not, you're not saying like Betty and Archie and blank and blank and blank, you can literally just like. Um, Look for your number. Yeah. And on the call sheet, it says like which actors are present and then you'll just have like a list of numbers. Yeah. So yeah. it just, it saves time and it saves um, space. Yeah. Really. Um, so KJ was one, um, two was Lily, three was Cammie, and Cole, who wasn't in the scene, but it was almost certainly number four. Yeah, because uh, Mad Madeline, Madeline was five. five. Um, Casey is not wearing a shirt, but it's probably in between the, the in between five and 13, which is the next one, which is Charles Melton. I assume that Casey's probably in between yeah, those. Yeah, um, Number 14 was Vanessa. Jordan was 35, and Drew, who stepped it up, apparently, is 29. Because hmm. uh, definitely in season two, it was like Jordan was a more important character. But now, since Jordan has been gone for such a long time, yeah. it's interesting that your numbers change throughout the season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So basically, Mr. Honey says, you got to change your song or you're out of the um, variety show. Not only that, but like all of your duties about preparing it and getting it ready and everything. Right. So Archie signs up the Archies. <laughs> oh my god. I don't really the sign up sheet that he signs up on is blank and I'm like, bro, he's already like given all the sign ins. But okay. And no, when Kevin takes it to when he takes it the one that he turns mm -hmm. in in this episode to Mr. Honey, he goes, Here's another sign up sheet. I feel like it's wasteful <laughs> for him to like walk up and take down a sign up sheet. If he has like ten sign well, up maybe sheets. Maybe if it's full, he takes it down. Okay. 
I don't know. I don't know. I just like, in, in the way that he says it then, it's like every time he sees one, he grabs it and puts up a new piece of paper and I'm like, that's wasteful. <laughs> so that night, Archie's reminded of the Fred heads. Um, we get some Fred stuff and it's great. Um, so then Kevin and Fangs have a conversation and I don't want Kevin and Fangs. I do. I want Sweet Pea and Fangs. Okay. Give me my stuff. I feel like, I just like, you both got your rights in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, the relationship between Kevin and Fangs, and I know that they're trying to like, take it away from the farm, but that's what it reminds me of every time I look at it. Literally last musical episode, they like, got together under like, the grossest circumstances. That's totally fair. So I get like, a gross feeling when, (laughs) when they're uh, together. Not that, I mean, I just want, um, Fangs to date Sweet Pea. Okay. When I see (laughs) them, I, I don't know, I like- would be fine with either one. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, these are two gay characters who are currently just friends and they're hanging out. And that's like yeah. so rare they're on in- television. <laughs> but unless they're like stick in real life. Are they to- not dating right now? I don't think they're dating. Okay. They did the tickle thing together, but yeah. I don't think that meant they're Oh dating. my god, I forgot about the There's freaking tickle thing. In the um little blurb for next episode, it says Reggie, Kevin, and Fangs, and something about their new business venture. And I was oh, like, please, can this not be about the tickling again? But yeah, I don't know. It's it feels rare to me that on television at least that um we get to see queer characters hanging out together who are not dating. Mm-hmm. But it's so realistic in real life because like queer people just congregate together yeah, all of the time. That's true, we do. So I, I'm I'm just happy to see them hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense for Fangs to be the one to tell him to go rogue since Fangs is a gang member. I assume <laughs> if the if heck the and serpent, serpent still, still exists, exist. right? So Betty tells Jughead that her, uh, his essays suck. Um. <laughs> Okay, so Archie comes up and he's like, hey, I signed us up for the thing. And Jughead's like, okay, well, I can't be in it because I have to work. And Betty's like, oh, it's okay because it's important to the plot. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's, like, it doesn't really seem like something that Betty would, like, be okay with Jughead. Especially because later she freaks out about him not studying. And I'm like, yeah, and he's actually helping, like, Charles, like, solve murders. at this point, she doesn't know that that's what he's doing. Right, but it's Instead of his homework. So, like, she would think oh, we haven't all been together in a really long time. Here's a fun thing we can do together to, like, take his mind off of all of the crap he has to do. Oh, right, mm-hmm. and then, okay, sure. I just, I still don't, I'm still not sure if I believe Betty, who is very, very serious about all of this, and literally just told Jughead that his essays suck, <laughs> would be like, yeah, that's fine. You know? That's fair. I mean, she might be like, I know he can do better. Maybe he needs, like, right a balance of, like, chill things like this mm-hmm. and homework so that he can actually be better right i don't know so archie names the band the archies and that's you know a whole thing in the comics um but it's also a real band and they've played (laughs) songs by them on like like they've sung sugar sugar so i'm like who sings sugar sugar in this in this universe the fredheads (laughs) well i imagine that aren't the archies in reality based on the comic books sure they are but they sing Sugar Sugar and like Cheryl and the cheerleaders have sung Sugar Sugar. And so yeah. I'm like, what did you write Sugar Sugar? Where did it come from? <laughs> who sings this usually, you know? It becomes too meta. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I know who sings Milkshake. Like it's a cover. I'm like, is Sugar Sugar not a cover of what? You know? <laughs> so, um, so it reminded me of Peppa's Circus. I've, I'm sure I've told this story before, There's but no I really- hatred more pure in this world than your hatred for Peppa Pig. I really dislike Peppa Pig, and it's mo- mainly because I saw this one episode um, in which 
all of her friends said they were going to start a circus and everybody put effort into it and everybody did the best that they could possibly do. And they said, what should we name our circus? And Peppa said, let's name it Peppa Circus. And I was like, what a narcissist. <laughs> anyway, um, so this is Peppa's circus behavior. Okay. Um, how did Kevin get this costume? How long has he been working on that? Um, it's, really good. it's a pretty good cosplay. It is. Yeah. Um, however, I feel like if he was on Drag Race, which we know he is a fan of because uh-huh. he said so in season two, um, <laughs> he could he he could do better. Oh, for sure. I feel like yeah. He did have a Doors like winged cape though, which mm-hmm. I appreciated because I was like that oh, was okay. a reference to the movie as well. Yeah, yeah. But like that reminded me of Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, oh yeah, he needs a corset. Oh, okay. he needs a corset and more contour. I feel like yeah, yeah. He needs. It was very um women who've never done drag putting makeup on and like or yeah well I read an article um by the LA Times about like how they got him into drag and it was just the regular makeup artist doing drag oh so it was like this team's idea of what drag is versus what actual drag is right and they were like doing makeup for like what they normally would do just exaggerated instead of like drag makeup drag yeah yeah Really impressed with the blocking of the eyebrows, though. That was pretty good. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was that was not bad. Mm-hmm. Like, they clearly watched some drag queen makeup tutorials. Yeah. So the Serpents are playing in his band. We have Tony on drums and Sweet Pea and Fangs playing guitars. Kevin kisses Archie. Thank you so much for my rides. Um, and Archie's, <laughs> like, into it. And he's like, this is great. This is my second um, boy kiss, at least, that we've seen. Mm-hmm. And um, this time I didn't get stabbed after, so I'm into it. He looked so happy. He looked so he pumped. Did. And if you looked in the background, literally everybody else thought it was great. Yeah. And it was like, I kind of wish that Kevin had, like, asked him. Mm. But it's clear that, like, Archie was into it. Yeah. So let, we won't make an issue. Right. Of it. I mean, who's to say? Maybe they've made out before and he, like, <laughs> assumed he was fine. That's totally fair. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Veronica looks super chill with it. Uh, like, I think you can also see Betty. You can definitely see Jughead and Cheryl and Reggie, I think, all, like, laughing and having yeah. a great time. So, Veronica seems like she's okay with people kissing Archie, so she'll probably be fine with this whole Betty thing. I oh, sure! For sure, for sure. Yeah. Ah, yes, and then Mr. Honey goes and unplugs everything, mm-hmm. and then Kevin drops the mic, and you get mic feedback. Right. But, uh, you just unplugged everything, so, okay. Listen, it, sure. was, it was for the effect. Yeah. Um, and that's part one. We're, we're zooming right through this, because, uh, to it's be honest, this was, like, I think this musical episode had, like, maybe not the most, but, like, the longest musical, like, interlude like amount of minutes yeah. per song. Yeah, there was a, there was not a lot of plot to talk about, I feel like. Um, yeah, I agree. All right, and that's the end of part one. And now, while Brittany goes to the bathroom, Sam, can you tell me about Patreon? Um, Patreon is a service where um, you can donate monthly to your favorite creators. Wow. What else? <laughs> um, frequently, you um, get cool stuff if you donate, and they're, like, Tears and stuff is pretty neat. I am a patron of the Aficionados. Cool. What else? What do you get? What else do you get? I get early access to all the pods um, before they come out to uh, regular listeners. So I'm like, you know, just super cool. Right. And I think we're planning on some more, uh, some more prizes as well for our five dollar and up patrons. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. I heard there were some some pretty cool things in the works. Wow. <laughs> um, and if I can't donate, because, you know, everyone everyone's in hard times right now. If I can't donate, what uh, what else can I do? Uh, you can share us with a friend um, and just spread the word and uh, the gospel of the aficionados. I know. Or you can rate us on, on um, iTunes. Thanks, Cal. 
All right, now it's time for part two. Yay, that's me. Okay. Okay, so Betty is having a sleepover, and while the girls contemplate ordering pizza, Kevin is having depression hours because Mr. Honey is a homophobe. Mm. He says working on the variety show made him feel like he was reconnecting with pre-farm Kevin, and Mr. Honey took that away from him. Sorry about the motorcycle. It's just that we had to keep the window open motorcycles. because it's, like, basically summertime in Vancouver here, and it's too hot for us to not keep the window open, and um, people are mean. Yeah. They go zoom, zoom, and I say, no, please, no. But they still do it. They still go zoom, zoom. They don't know we're recording a podcast. It's true. It's not It's not their fault. I just feel like it's considerate. To it not. is considerate to not do that in general because yeah. that's just rude. Especially when you are right beside like a bajillion different apartment buildings and you're probably affecting like 200 people. It's yeah. true. Hmm. Anyway. But that's none of our business. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, cue a makeover montage. Yes, Kevin, it will help. Don't question it. Does the scene make sense? No, not at all. Is it fun and entertaining? Uh, yes, absolutely. Betty suggests that everyone does a song from Hedwig for the variety show as a sign of solidarity. Cheryl says that as president of the LGBTQIA Alliance and the student body, she is going to talk to Mr. Honey on Kevin's behalf. She and Tony, and what I'm assuming are the pretty poisons, tell oh. tell him that the musical has something for everyone. They proceed to do arguably the best musical number in the episode, but it definitely misses the mark with Mr. Honey because mm-hmm. it's not really the the song for everyone. Yeah. He tells them that the music is highly sexualized and he's not wrong when it comes to that song in particular. Cheryl calls him queerphobic and honestly, someone had to do it. He tells them that any student who performs a song from Hedwig is banned from prom. Archie is working out and he and getting texts from Veronica and we're always here for a sweaty KJ Appa montage. Veronica tells him some sob story about Hiram and I struggle to find the will to care. <laughs> Archie tells Veronica that Hiram's been coming to the gym and she gets really angry at him for, um, checks notes. Being a nice guy. <laughs> Betty goes to surprise Jughead with Pop's lunch and a study break and finds out that he's been doing mystery crack instead of homework. She's not happy. The core four fight during a musical number about a botched sex change and it's definitely the most awkward moment in the episode. Yeah. Uh but it effectively splits up the two main couples, so, like, thanks, I guess. Kevin leads the whole school in a peaceful Hedwig protest. Reggie says he will weaponize these babies if he has to, though. Um, we have to stand. Kevin rolls for intimidation, and it's super ineffective, and Mr. Honey cancels the entire variety show. Yeah. Betty shows up at Archie's, and says he says he's sorry he forgot to text her that rehearsal was canceled, and they tell each other about the fights they just got into. And I have I'm- a headcanon about this. <laughs> I'm really excited to tell you about. Oh, boy. Uh, they reminisce about the last time they had fun. Spoiler alert, it's when they were six. Archie shares a vulnerable moment from season one about how his dad always supported him and made him feel like he could do anything. Betty decides to cheer him up by offering to still rehearse and they sing a song called, and I cannot stress this enough, The Origin of Love. This is a romance, thank you. It's really soft and sweet and like and like only one ounce of cringe because for some reason Veronica and Jughead are also singing along yeah. but they aren't there and this isn't about them. Anyway, back to the Riverdale... <laughs> Back to Riverdale doing a full Barchi fan video. The song reaches fever pitch and Betty throws the mic out of the way so she can kiss Archie. He's super into it. Guess he really did mean anytime kiss face emoji. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay, so sleepover. Um, she Betty says that we need to order pizza from Little Cicero's. Oh, so you have more restaurants now. Yeah. <laughs> What's up with that? Okay, all right. Why is it still open during a quarantine? Seems irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because um, <clears throat> Jughead in canon died, died on March 18th, which still doesn't make sense, 2020. 
which is after, <laughs> which is after, like, it was declared a pandemic. And Oops. so, like, this is presumably, like, a f- it was, like, two weeks after he died is when he even, like, came back in the locked room. Mm-hmm. So, like, at this point, we're, we finally, like, like, caught now. up. Yeah, yeah, we've, like, finally caught up with, like, where the canon is. Um, but unfortunately, when they shot this, they didn't know about this. So, they're definitely in another universe than us because, <laughs> uh, yikes. Um, also... Little Cicero's might only be delivering, which is fine. Oh, okay. Sure. Betty's bed is too small for all of them. Wait, where is everybody else sleeping? <laughs> Betty's bed is too small the for floor. even she and Jughead. Yeah. They're sleeping on the floor. It's a sleepover. Doesn't seem like something that Cheryl or Veronica would be interested like, in. Like, why did they have the sleepover there and not Thistle House? Right? Because Betty had wigs. Cheryl, you, Cheryl you has wigs. Would Cheryl not have wigs? Cheryl has wigs, but they're just Clifford's old, dusty-ass, red-haired <laughs> So Kevin says that he's really sad because when he was, like, practicing headwing and stuff, he felt like he was really, like, reconnecting with pre-farm Kevin. And I was like, oh, I don't want to bring up the farm. But I am kind of glad that they brought up the farm because at least someone had some emotional fallout from the farm. True. Yeah. Um, So Betty says that she always feels better when she's wearing a wig. And yeah, no kidding. Uh, (laughs) You also do weird crap when you're wearing wigs. I cannot tell you. Every time that Betty wears that wig... I think about that one time when Chick said that she wears it when she's having sex with Jughead. And Betty was like, how did you know that? And he was like, I, I guessed. guessed. And oh Alice is just like, hello? That's not, like, Betty packed it in her bag when they went to Lodge Lodge. It she was sure so did. weird. Oh, she nasty. Um, so then they sing Wing in a Box. And what was fun is after I finished watching the musical, like the actual movie, I was able to kind of, like, look at the stills mm-hmm. and, like, guess which songs were sung when, yeah. and I clocked that this was Wig in a Box, because in what world would it not be? <laughs> um, I thought that the shot where um, they were all holding out mirrors and you can see all their faces, I thought that was cute. That was, that was cute. Cool. I really liked that shot. So Betty says they'll all sing songs from Hedwig, and Cheryl brings up the LGBTQIA alliance, which, thank you so much for saying the A, truly means a lot. Could use a plus, but that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. yeah. I feel like um, if you're gonna, like, Get everything in there if you possibly can. You gotta add the plus on the bottom and would love that if at one point they would. Yeah. It's one of the few things that this episode got right about, like, mm-hmm. the queer issues of Hedwig. Yeah. And I like that, we're not there yet, but I like that Cheryl said queer phobic instead of homophobic. Mm. Because that includes everybody. Yeah. Mm. And it also, it has the umbrella if whoever is identifying as one of those letters uses queer Yeah, because some people do consider it. Yeah a slur because it was used as a slur but it was originally our word that was then weaponized right. against us so like it's a reclamation sort of thing which is why i feel very comfortable saying it right but i understand and like it cheryl makes people uncomfortable yeah and like cheryl is queer so she can say it yeah. yeah and um also it totally makes sense because it would kind of the umbrella would usually in most people's minds also captures the trans experience as well mm-hmm. so that kind of works because it's not only, like, it's, like, oh, it's everything. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, she calls him Principal Humbug, which I think is really funny. <laughs> I like they, lip. I hate you. They say that Hedwig is a musical comedy. And maybe I I didn't watch the musical, like, the actual stage mm-hmm. play. But maybe I missed something in watching the movie. But I did not think it was funny. Oh, well, fair enough. So, it, was it supposed to be funny? <laughs> maybe? I just found it mostly very sad. Okay, that's, that's fair. fair. Yeah. Um, so then they sing Sugar Daddy, and why are you sexy dancing for your principal? This does not Kate, help. Literally, I was like, what part of you thought that wearing tight pants mm-hmm. 
and singing about a sugar daddy was going to convince him to change his mind. If anything, that made it worse. So, like, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. In context of the scene, it's a stupid choice. Yeah. In context of Riverdale, it is the perfect choice for Cheryl and Tony. Totally. Yeah. Perfect choice for them. But, like... Like, the narrative of this episode Mm -hmm. forced them to have it be sung like this. Yeah. Which... I feel like they could have done better. Yeah. Because, like, like, that's just all of Riverdale. Because, like, it's the perfect song for them. And, like, they yeah. could have done it, like, in a cheer number, like they mm-hmm. usually do. Because, like, even the music of the song is very, like, yeah, grandstand, like, band mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> and, I mean, they did have the permission of the, the musical's, like, original writer to do all of this. Because, apparently, he was, like, a fan of Riverdale. So, like. They signed off on this? Yeah. Well, didn't he, like, want them to do it? Yeah. Is that I, like, are you sure you wanted them to do this? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I think that maybe he gave them the, like, he gave it his blessing to, like, do the musical, but I don't think he knew what they were gonna do with it. Yeah. Yeah, so this, when she calls him queerphobic, I totally agree. He absolutely is. Yeah. But he's saying, he, he's saying the whole musical is sexualized, which isn't true, but this song sure is. Yeah. This song is a terrible, is a terrible choice for the point you're trying to make. It's a perfect choice for you, but it's a terrible choice for the point you're trying to make because in the movie, basically what's happening is like this like guy it has like power over Hedwig and is basically like forcing her to have a sex change before he'll marry her. Uh, and he's like obsessed with like candy and is always like giving her candy and stuff. Like, so... It was just a really bad choice for for a, the song for the point they're trying to make. Oh, boy. So he's saying, if anybody tries to sing a song from Hedwig, they'll be barred from prom. Okay. Um, and he did the same thing about the cheerleading squad when Cheryl tried to take the cheer- cheerleading squad away from Miss uh, Appleyard. Remember yeah. how that went nowhere? So this is, like, not a surprise of, like, a threat that he's- it's a threat he's made before. Right. So I don't know why they're all like, They're <gasps> like, well, this isn't new, you idiots. Also- <laughs> Why does everybody want to go to prom? Haven't people been yeah. murdered at the last two proms? Mm, like, yes. Yeah. At this point, I would just rather stay home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd have prom in my basement, mm-hmm. and it would probably be more fun. So Mr. Honey says toodles, and that's kind of delightful. Yeah. Why do we need another? Like, I'm, I'm not against it, but the Archie workout montage added what? <laughs> to, to <laughs> oh, the... nothing. Okay. Uh, Absolutely. KJ gets paid more per hour. Sure. Sure. Um, Where's Monroe? Did he go that's to Notre Dame the whole time? Is he at Notre Dame now? Bring him back. School isn't over. Like, why is he so inconsistent with his character? So Veronica has a Hiram emergency. I guess he, like, fell down some stairs or something. Oh my god, who cares? Um, Archie, <laughs> Did I push him? Maybe. Maybe. Archie confides to Veronica that he has not been going to the doctor. Um, and Archie didn't tell her before because he didn't know his doctor appointment schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Archie, yeah. like, sees Hiram there. And Hiram's like, please don't tell Veronica I'm here. And Archie's like, chill. But in no world is Archie just like, hey, Hiram, are you supposed to be at the doctor right now? Right. You know, like, he doesn't know that he's supposed to be somewhere else. He's like, like he's like, Veronica's like, you force him into the car and you take him to the doctor. And I'm like, what? Yeah, That's not Archie's job. Yeah. And also Hiram would never. Right. Like, I have like two things here. It's like, one, Hiram, this is the same Hiram that framed Archie for murder and then tried to kill him. Yeah. So like. Okay. Veronica? Yeah, where's last your time, brain? Yeah, last time we went against Hiram, how well did that go? And also, I will say, like, in terms of the Barchi and or er, Barchi and Bughead breakups, they were so contrived and stupid. Mm. They could have like sowed in way more seeds of discontent there, but like mm. they were basically like, You didn't tell me that my dad was doing stuff. We're over. And I was like, Well, basically, oh. I think I Well, think- I mean, they technically don't break up. They just both yeah. have fights. Yeah, that's true. They don't break up. 
I just, they, it felt very fit into the plot. Well, here's what they're doing. And I can tell. Here's what they're doing. They want Barchi to happen. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is, and, like, same. But what <laughs> they want is they want Barchi to happen. And they want us to still, to not hate Archie and Betty after it happens. Right? right? So they need Veronica and they need Jughead to be in the wrong. Yeah. In the fight. They yep. need those two to be the bad guys so that the good guys in the fight can come together and we can still cheer for them because they're the good guys, right? Right. So that they can do something bad and we won't, like, hate them times two. Yeah. So that everybody's, that work. yeah, everybody's on the I hate whatever train in the same level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what's happening there, I think. The problem is that we live in an era where all of us know that cheating is really bad. Yeah. Um, and we don't tolerate it. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're now, like, having an affair and I'm like, that's gross. Yeah. Well- I don't think they are. They just kissed. They kissed. It's they an were, emotional they affair. They were on a break. It's a it is an, it is an emotional affair. affair. Yeah. But I think as long as they don't take it further while they're still together, that it's not like, mm-hmm. you know? You know what I mean? Sure. But, but they I don't know. Won. Yeah, next they episode. I'm sure they will. I yeah. was like, okay, well, I've seen next episode's promos, so mm-hmm. I think that might get blown out of the water. Yeah. I know, but I just still want to root for them. <laughs> so Betty catches Jughead not doing his work. Um... And he's like, I didn't ask you to help me graduate. And she's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, like, sorry that I'm a, like, better girlfriend than you'll ever deserve, idiot. So then she says, apparently she's still going to Yale. She still has his spot. That's yeah. weird. She still has his spot. And then they're like, where's he going to be? Like, just like a bum in her, in her dorm? No. I watch that. <laughs> this show is so stupid. And also, he said what her major would be. I don't know if he was, like, kidding because it's, like, very on the nose, or if he, or if that's actually what her, what she's studying. I think that's actually what she's studying. But he said that she's studying criminal psych. I love it. So either that was a joke because obviously, because of course she would, mm-hmm. or that is what she's actually studying. I Maybe think she's studying say. that. He's like, I literally got hit in the head with a rock. Like, sorry, I'm having a problem or it's whatever. Like, bro, that's on, uh, fair, bro. <laughs> on our latest Stranger Things podcast, we talked about. Phineas Gage mm-hmm. and how he had a near death experience and then was, and then his person- personality was completely different. I don't think that Jughead's personality is completely different, but I totally respect having like a couple problems when you got like a total concussion. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Plus, he's been through like I would say a trauma because someone mm-hmm. tried to straight up murder him. Right. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't know anything about Hedwig, if you haven't seen the musical, don't know what it's about then maybe this song works and is good. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, if you do know about Hedwig, which the writers urged you to watch the movie before you, which I thought was weird because it is a, an R-rated movie and I don't think teenagers should be watching it. I don't think the Riverdale writers understand what audience they have. No. They literally told their audience to go and watch the movie. I think they think they're writing for adults. And I'm yeah. like, I've seen your fandom. Most of them are teenagers. Yeah. Grow up. Well, your characters are teenagers. So yeah, like, what do you right. expect? But um, this song is about a sex change, about a botched sex change, um, and they are making it about two straight couples. It's real cringe. Well, it's two, real bad. two straight looking couples. You know, who's to say about by Archie? It's true. But basically, it is very, they're taking a narrative about a queer person and applying it to straight people's stupid ass relationship problems. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is the worst appropriation of queer culture that I have seen in quite a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's real bad. Mm-hmm. So that was probably, like, my least favorite one. I thought that they did a really good job performing it, but I just think that it was, it just was not the tea. Twas not the tea. I'm just making sure that it's okay to say the phrase uh, sex change, because I think it that is 
out of vogue now. Oh, a uh, transition? It's more of a sex reassignment surgery. Sex reassignment surgery. Well, that's a well. Uh, we apologize. That is what we have been meaning. This oh yeah, time. avoid the phrase "sex change operation." Okay. So sorry. Yeah, like, do you want to keep that in, or do you want to try to edit those out? We've said it earlier in the podcast. Okay, so I just wanted to make sure um, we did make some mistakes. The proper term is sex reassignment surgery um, and or gender confirmation surgery. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, And it's only a small part of the transition. Um, Also, we're not supposed to use the phrase pre-op or post-op, which makes perfect sense. Totally. Okay, so, sorry, fam. That's what we meant, and we will be doing that from now on. Yep. Um, Also, just to make a really important disclaimer as well, if we get anything else wrong in this episode or in previous or in later episodes, previous episodes, um, feel free to reach out to us about that. We would be literally happy to apologize for it, clarify it, and yeah. uh, make sure that everyone knows about it in future episodes. So I'm um, always up to learn. Like yeah, if I get sure. something wrong, I'm not like I want to learn why and then learn like the new thing that I should be doing. Like, yeah. I don't think it's an instance where, like, people will, like, react to being called out. They're like, well, I didn't know this. It was like, just admit you were ignorant Mm -hmm. and keep going. Yeah. So it is, the song is about a botched sex reassignment surgery. Yes. And, um, yeah, they gave it to, uh, (laughs) two straight couples fighting. So I was like, not great. Okay. So I will say this scene is very well directed Mm because, like, there are some really cool camera shots and things. But it's still bad. Yeah. (laughs) So the next day. Mr. Honey is told that everybody is in the hallway being Hedwig. Um, and just, gosh, bless Doris Bell. She's the <laughs> secretary, and she just goes through so much. But she's been here forever, and she's not about to give up her job for a couple murders, you know? She, she sees some things. Um, so everyone is in Hedwig costumes. I don't know where they got all this. Same place they got the gargoyle masks? I guess. I guess. The local costume shop. Reggie's really into his heels, which I love. We love men who are okay mm-hmm. stepping outside of their gender binary for sure and reggie is that guy did anybody expect reggie reggie to be that guy no but we love him yeah that's my boy i did love seeing everyone in like high drag season one reggie could never no exactly so mr honey cancels the show and i don't know how (laughs) they didn't see this coming they're all like pikachu meme they're like what (laughs) um so betty shows up to rehearsal and okay here's my um my headcanon okay i'm ready so is Archie, okay, so Archie says, oh, sorry, I didn't text you that the rehearsal was canceled or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so what, Jughead just, like, wasn't gonna go? Or did he text everyone but Betty? I think he texted everyone but Betty. To, and I'm because like, he wanted Betty to chat? come. Like, he texted Jughead to say it was canceled. He didn't have to text Veronica. But he texted Kevin, because what about Kevin? Everyone else is, like, in their feelings, and, like, Kevin's also upset, obviously. But, what, he didn't text Kevin to say that, like, because Kevin's also part of the Archie's. So I have a headcanon. Wait, Kevin is part of the Archies? I thought it was just the core four. Kevin is playing the keyboard in the final song. Just had my mind blown. Mm. <laughs> well, in the uh, in the comics, it's Reggie, not Kevin. But. Oh, okay. Okay, so basically my headcanon is that Archie texted everybody that rehearsal was um, canceled except for Betty because he want he secretly wanted Betty to show up. That's kind of cute. Just Betty. Yep. Oh, I'll allow it. Thank yeah, you. I like it. <laughs> okay, so basically then... Archie's like, I had a fight with Veronica. And Betty's like, I also had a fight with Jughead. And I show up and then I say, so we both agree you're in a fight with your significant other. (laughs) (laughs) So we both agree. Okay. Okay. (laughs) This isn't a setup at all. So they start remembering the good old days. And um, when I watched the movie, I listened to The Origin of Love. And I thought, okay, Bughead's going to sing this for sure. And was I ever pleasantly surprised? (laughs) Because, uh... 
I mean, they do, but separately, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a Barchi song, actually. Um, and we like would like to say, again, that uh, we never really had a problem with Bughead. Yeah, I have nothing against no, Bughead. I, I think quite they're enjoyed cute. Bughead, like, especially when they were doing, like, their investigations and stuff. I was like, this is cute. Lily and Cole have great chemistry. Totally. Yeah, which is probably why they date. But I think that what I like about Barchi is that we've had the same two couples for like four seasons and mm-hmm. I love to see something new. Um, I also think it's interesting that people aren't fighting for Varchi like they're fighting for Bughead. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think everyone just doesn't care about Varchi. Yeah. Well, it's also that Varchi has not had a fresh plot line in mm-hmm. like two and a half years. Yeah. Ooh, Veronica's basically just been his patron for like a whole season. Yeah. yeah it's uh, been really boring. His sugar mama, if you will. Yeah. So they basically do like, they just do some fan video stuff and I'm into it. <laughs> Jughead is so upset that he breaks one of the videotapes, and I'm like, bro, that's evidence. Like, I hope that yep. was one that he already looked through. Right. Because if not, like, there could be, like, several more murders on that one, and who's to say? He was so reckless with that, I was like, okay, drama queen. Oh my god, if Charles was here, he'd be like, what the hell, I'm a really bad FBI agent, but you're worse. Even I would yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, so then they kiss, and it's great. Yay! Exciting. Fun time. I, like, the only part of this where I was like, aw, is I feel bad for the shippers. Yeah. Because that's fair. They're clearly so passionate about it. And like, you know, a lot of shipping, especially on Riverdale, is like teenage girls. And like going through your first ship heartbreak is actually really hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, fully. So like, if you're upset, cod you're valid. It's okay. You know what, you guys? If you're listening to this and you're upset about this, I have I have faith that Bughead's gonna get back together. I know that they said that like from the pilot they've said that Barchi is endgame, but you know, I don't know. It just doesn't... would would Roberto really Split them up for good? What do you guys think? I think- I don't know. Honestly, I think it depends on what happens with Cole and Lily. Mm. I think there's going to be a- If they fin- get to finish the rest of the season, mm. I still think there's going to be a time jump. And yeah. I think there's going to be tr- like- Oh, there's definitely going to be a time like, jump. Like love triangle angst. Mm-hmm. KJ, I think, has kind of let it slip a little bit. I watched an uh, 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 interview with him on BuzzFeed, and he kind of let it slip that there was going to be a time jump, so <laughs> great. I love to see it. But I was a little worried with all of this garbage that's going on, and they obviously, they have two more episodes filmed, so we know that at least the next episode is coming out- April 29th? Yeah, on April 29th. So I assume they'll do the same thing with 419, in which they skip a week and then they give us the last one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was worried that they were just going to cap the season off there and then not tell us anything because they didn't know that this was going to happen. You know, they didn't have an opportunity to even do like a haphazard ending to a season, you know? So I was worried that they were just going to cap off the season and then like do something for season five and like figure it out or whatever, which was going to be like a mess. But- at least, I don't know where this came from, but I always check the Riverdale episodes Wikipedia, and the Wikipedia has given us the final three episode titles, so that gives me hope that they still will exist. I hope so. At some point. But, yeah, I definitely think they will exist. It's just, like, a matter of, like, how yeah. and in what manner, because, yeah. like, BC is still shut down, mm-hmm. so I don't know when they could start shooting that again. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get resolutions to this for quite a while. Yeah. Which is a bummer. At this point, just tell me. Just tell me. Yeah, at this point, I'm like, you know what? If you want to wrap up the season this way, that's fine. Just tell me. Put it on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, just tell me. And then when you actually make the episodes, great. I'll watch them. You know what I mean? But I want to know what the answer is. If I have to wait two years for an answer, I'm mad. (laughs) I actually, like, like that idea. Yeah, just tell me. Just tell me what the plan was. And then when you do it, I'll be like, oh. That, lo- that you did it. It was or, great. Or tell me what the plan was, and then maybe with this hiatus, unintentional hiatus, you changed it. <gasps> what if <gasps> they all did, like, a live stream 
of like a script reading. That's what that's of what the I was, whole cast. I thought that'd be kind of cool. Some shows cool. are doing like All Rise is doing a Zoom episode. Oh my gosh! So that's actually kind of cool. I'm pretty sure they're like getting into character like in their homes right. and doing an episode via Zoom. Why not? I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at it either. Let's like, do it. I don't want to watch Star Trek Picard like that. Yeah, 100. I'd watch Riverdale like that. Yeah, yeah, especially if I have to wait. I'm in the. I'm I'm literally in the end of the season, bro. Come on, give like, me something. Don't leave me hanging for that long. Please. Also, yeah. apparently, Mr. Honey's dying in two episodes, right? Because. Nope. 419 is called Killing, Mr. Killing Honey. Mr. Honey. So at least the guy who plays Mr. Honey is like, peace out, I'm done at least. Exactly. <laughs> but Skeet and Marisol are like, I'm in purgatory. Like, they, <laughs> like they're both left the show, but they can't leave the show. Yeah. I would be so upset. So that's the end of part two. Um, and before we do part three, Brittany, can you tell me about TV Co? Sure. TV Co is an app that you can download. And if you go there at 7 p.m. PST on Tuesdays, you will see us there by searching the Aficionados or Riverdale. And we will be li- we live stream the previous week's episode of Riverdale every Tuesday. Hmm. Or uh, if there is no previous week, we re- rewatch our favorites. Yeah. Uh, this past hiatus has been a long hiatus of rewatching some of our favorites, and all of our streams are saved on our profile. So if you want to go back and look at those, you can. We um, rewatched a bunch of them. Yeah. And so you can do that. And uh, this coming Tuesday, when this comes out, if you're with us on Patreon and you're early. Our coming Tuesday is Mar- or March, April 21st, and we will be rewatching the Heathers episode. And then on April 28th, which is the coming Tuesday, if you're listening with us with the public, um, we will be rewatching this episode, the Hedwig episode. So we hope that you will join us 7 p.m. PST on Tuesdays. That this year, um, next week is my sister's birthday, and the next week is my mom's birthday. That's we'll great. We'll be watching Heather's on my sister's birthday. I oh, it's my mom's that. birthday today. Happy birthday, mom. Love that. She doesn't listen to this podcast. Mm. And this will not come out today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just wanted to say No, it's birthday. really okay. cute. That's what I was just saying. Was just like, listeners, it's uh, not that day. No. <laughs> All right. Part three, Brittany? Oh, yeah. That's me. Spoiler alert. Nothing happens in this, and then one really big thing happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we'll mostly be talking about, probably. Yeah. Um, so this is literally how short this is, is it's three paragraphs. Okay. Right. <laughs> Jughead says sorry to Betty, but bro, it's too late. She already cheated on you with your best friend. My bad. Veronica <laughs> also apologized and said she found Hiram a doctor, so he really is sick, I guess. But, like, I don't care. Anyway, they're going to host a variety show at Le Bon Nuit, so problem solved. Archie and Betty sing about their feelings while staring at each other from their windows, and it's not creepy at all. The variety show happens as planned. I got three shots of snake parents in the crowd, so I'm satisfied. Archie, Juggy, Ronnie, and Betty sing in La Bonne Nuit with Kevin, and also on the roof of Pops? Like, who set that up? Anyway, Honey sees and he's pissed, but, like, who knows if that'll come back. Jughead isn't sure what the tea is with the videotape guy. Is he watching them in the crowd? He heads back to the bunker and watches more tapes. In one of them, a Jughead wearing a mask is brutally murdered by a Betty wearing her own mask, much like Jughead's murder that wasn't a murder at all. Uh, WTF? I like that you were like, what? Kevin's in the Archies? And then in your summary, you say that they were singing with Kevin. I added it in. Oh, you added it. <laughs> All right. Smart girl. I was like, I know things about stuff I pay attention So Betty's sitting in her room and she's looking at all of her pictures with Archie that she still has up on her bulletin board. She's angsty. Well, she looks at a picture of herself with Jughead and then she moves to a picture of herself with Archie. Oh, no. Which which dude makes me look prettier? Just kidding. She would never do that. And so Jughead walks in and he says... Oopsie, Betty. I'm sorry. Please, I hate never say this again. 
I hate that. He's like, here you go. I wrote you an actual good essay to show you that I care. And like, she's like, thanks. It's it, Honestly, it's a very genuine apology, and it's very nice of him to apologize. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, why didn't you just do that first, dummy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when we were first watching this, I was like, oh, why did he come to Betty's house? And then I remembered they still share a room. Yeah. Yeah, they but do. But he knocked on his own door, I guess? Yeah, because she was in there. Yeah. And now, and also, like, it what? seems like he's living in the bunker. Still. I guess. I mean, he lived there for two weeks. I guess that's just what he's, like, used to. But it feels like that's, like, not only, like, really far away. Oh, my God. Wait, no. aren't Betty and Archie in the bunker in the trailer? Yeah. But also, it's, like, not only is that, like, kind of pretty far, but it's also in the middle of Fox Forest, which is potentially where the videotape takes place. Oh, yeah. In which, like, death occurs. So, like, is Jughead walking towards the bunker, like, looking around, being like, I could be brained at any moment. Maybe. Or is- Again. Then was that videotape done, like, did- uh, Well, should we talk about the videotape when it happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah Okay, yeah. okay. Because I also have a lot of questions about it. So, yeah, Betty obviously feels really bad. Veronica shows up and she also says sorry. And it's like Betty is, like, watching Veronica say sorry from her window. <laughs> and they are- they are the ones that were in the wrong. So, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um- and they need us to be on Barchi's side, which I said. She says that she finally got Hiram to a doctor, and they're gonna do the show at Lebanon. We cool, don't care. Um, then we have a dance montage. Wow! And they, they're in like the outfits that they're in at the dance and the pilot, and you're like, wow, <laughs> romance. I do have to say, KJ, your harmonies are crunchy. That's her. Read him. Lily's hitting the notes, and KJ's not hitting the notes. It's true. And I'm like, why wouldn't you fix that in? Post. Like, if it's not in his register, like, wouldn't they, like... It just doesn't sound as good because... Can you fix yeah. that? Yeah. Oh. Like, he sounds great with her in the Carrie musical. Yeah. Maybe... Yeah, like, exactly. I don't know what happened. Maybe the sound mixer just doesn't hear it? I I think they're, like, professionals. I saw them on Twitter. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, I thought... Yeah. I didn't... This, um... Not that the songs were bad or anything, but I think that the, like, caliber wasn't as good this year. And maybe it was because, like everybody's quarantined when they're editing it or or something you know who's to say but yeah it was interesting I guess there's also like a lot of these songs weren't suited for these actors voices yeah this is much more of like a rock opera Mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's everyone's strong suit there right so Cheryl introduces the Archies and they say she says it's the final performance because we've already sang all the other songs in the in the episode so we can't show any of the other ones um and they're the Archies and you can hear FP say get them boy Oh my god, I love you so much! So that's real cute. I'm gonna miss Skeet so much. I know. Yeah. Skeet, change your mind during quarantine. So Lily and KJ, they really have like the longing looks down. They like, do. That's their thing, and I respect it. Yeah. They, it's so good. KJ especially like says so much with so little. Totally. I, I I wrote, I think it's lame that Veronica and Betty aren't playing anything because in on the um in the comics, Betty would play the tambourine. And Veronica would be on keys and Reggie would be on bass. Betty was playing the tambourine. Yeah, she was. Later, once I saw it, I was like, oh, great. She is holding a tambourine. Yeah. But Veronica still was just standing up there. And I was like, do something. She Well, she has such a good voice. She doesn't need to. I guess. Oh, yeah. My next note is never mind. She has the tambo now. <laughs> it's just funny that they, like, instead of giving Kevin a bass yeah. and Veronica, just, Veronica like, the, keys. the keys. They're like, we, they're then we have like, to. Veronica does nothing. They're like, now we have to remember that Veronica can play the piano. Ugh. <laughs> Like, I genuinely think, like, they're like, it takes no skill to, to do tambourine. Take it. That's why Joe Jonas plays the tambourine. Jonas brother. Drag him! <laughs> okay, ask me what my favorite part of the scene is. Tell me. It's when Kevin bursts out into the front and is like, and I'm here! Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Okay, okay, that's the part that that annoys me, actually. What? Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> they want the melodrama to happen. No, it's no, not. No, it's, it's not, not about that. Kevin. It's about Jughead. Oh, right. Oh, right. Oh, well, right. I guess it's about Betty. Basically, they start listing off names. And here are all the names that they say. First of all, me, which is what Kevin says. Archie, Ronnie, Betty, Shoney, Reggie. Do y'all hear it yet? Hear all those E's? And then instead of saying Juggy, which she has called him in canon. She says, Jughead. Yeah. Every other word you're saying ends with the E vowel. Why are you doing this to me specifically? Why? Do you think it's like a syllable thing? No. because no, Jug E, Jughead. I have no idea why they did this, but it is infuriating. <laughs> yep. I'm so sorry. Like, I love, Midnight Radio is probably one of my favorite songs on, in Hedwig. Yeah. Um, but I, I cannot, I cannot, I can't get past that. That's horrifying an offense was committed against you um so then betty and veronica have a moment where they're singing together and you can see like betty very subtly regret betrayal who's to say oh man that's gonna ruin their friendship and like oh no yeah we're all in on like the fact that betty and veronica are gonna like have issues but like we're completely forgetting that jughead could be very upset with archie yeah, like, the we haven't even is looked that at they that. don't have much of a friendship, so yeah. it's not that big a deal. Then we get some SPF content. Thank you so much. And it's when they they cut to them when they say misfits and the losers. So I appreciate it. It's so Aww. cute. Um, how did you get on the roof? And also, that's not safe. It's it's not. Were they tethered? I hope so. I know that they've been up there before, but still, <laughs> it's the principle. Of well, the it's thing. got like a lip, also like an edge. Still, and also they have a spotlight now. Yeah, don't worry about it. Pop. Pop used the extra money from Veronica buying Pops. Yeah. Jeez. Um, then we get some Snake Parents content, which I truly appreciate. Thank you. Go ahead and add that to all of the fan videos and gift sets. Thank, Thank you. you. Mm-hmm. So then we see a bunch of dudes filming, and it's always dudes. And Jughead's like, whoa, dudes are filming. Now he's afraid of everybody holding a camera. <laughs> yep. Okay. Although a smartphone is not going to go on a videotape, my guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. worry about the man with VHS. camcorders in 2020. Yeah. Okay, so here we get to the stuff that's actually... A big deal. Yeah, the actual plot. So let me get through all of the notes that I made about it, um, and then we'll we'll flesh it out. Okay. Okay, first of all, where did this video of Fox Forest show up at? Because when it's a video of something, they put it on their, like, stoop. So where did this video of Fox Forest come from? See, that was one of my questions, yeah. was... Was this left Was at- it left on the, at the bunker? That is so scary! Right? This is the scariest thing Riverdale has ever done. Yeah, this literally is terrifying. We were sitting here through the whole episode, and I was like, "Okay, whatever." And we got to this scene, and I was like, "I'm suddenly interested." And Robin was like, "I hate this," and that's the difference in our personalities. I remember a time when Brittany would not watch a scary movie with me, and now she's seen more scary movies than me. It's controlled anxiety. I love it. I hate it. Um, but what makes it scarier is that there's a clock beside it, and Jughead is watching this at 1:05 a.m. Mm-hmm. Bro, you're never gonna sleep again. No. Not only, because either he has to sleep in this bunker, mm-hmm. which, like, I guess locks, but people can always walk in. Betty just walked in, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like either you sleep in the bunker or at 1.05 a.m., you have to leave the bunker and walk through yep. the forest uh-uh. to get to your car uh-uh. or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, ma'am. Okay, so here's the thing. Someone knows about Betty hitting Jug, this means, right? Yeah. Because nobody but, like, the Stonewall people would know that that's what happened. That's what happened. It didn't, it, it didn't, technically, because no. Joan's the one who did it. But still, th- that was, like, the narrative. Cricket Joan. So then, also, well, do people know? Because Betty was arrested. I, well, well all three of them were arrested, though. 
Yeah, but like, and they, they were cleared. But that feels That's like true. something they, were they would try and stretch. Like at the end when they reveal who the killer is, and we're like, how did they know that? Sure. They'll be like, oh well, everyone knew because they were arrested. But it's also like even creepier for Jughead because the only time we've ever seen Betty and Jughead in like the sort of like comic book aesthetic was in a dream of Jughead. Yep. So if I was Jughead and I was watching that, I'd be like, how do they know that that's what it looked like in my dream that one time? Yep. Well, their outfits are very, like, Riverdale, Betty and Jughead, yeah. but the masks are comic yeah. style. Okay, so who do we think it is then? Okay, wait for it. Wait okay. for it. Wait for it. Okay, so now they're, so they're wearing these masks, and like I said, this is the creepiest thing the show has ever done. Um, at first, when I was watching it for the first time a couple days ago... I thought that their, like, shoulders shaking was them laughing, which was very creepy. Yeah. And then when I rewatched it yesterday, I realized they were, like, panting and, like, shaking. Shaking. Scared. And I was like, I don't know which one is scarier. Because at first I thought, oh, they're in on it. Nobody actually died because they're laughing. They're both evil or whatever. Oh, you had no idea someone actually died. No, I literally was just like, oh, they're, like, making this a metaphor no, or whatever. Like a, this like a snuff film, dude. Yeah. Like, she was, yeah, because I said, I was like, did that person actually get murdered? And Robin was like, no. Yeah. And I was like, why would, why would you say that? I was like, yeah, they definitely did, though. Yeah, now that I rewatched it, I was like, oh my god. And, um, at first I thought that when the person my notes go, I don't think the person actually died. I think the crunching sound is them breaking the mask, but the person isn't inside the mask. And then my next note is, wait. <laughs> but then I realized that that person's not in on it and they're scared and they might be like tied up or something. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know which one's scarier. I okay. genuinely don't. Yeah. Um. And okay, so Bet- so Brittany, your question. Who is it? I have no idea. Like, at first I, I thought theory. it must be like one of the Stonewall people, but mm-hmm. that's supposed to be over. Like Jughead literally said that that storyline is over at the beginning of the episode. And I, I, you have a theory. I would love to hear it. I mean, I don't like my theory and <laughs> neither does Sam. Okay. Um, but like, I like think... in a way that it's scary or in a way that you don't like it because it's... she doesn't like it because it's character she likes. Okay. Um, I it think Penelope? it's probably Charles and Chick. Oh. Because... Oh, are you saying Charles kills Chick? I don't know. I I think the person who's dressed up as a woman could theoretically be a man dressed up as a woman. Right. Well, either way, we definitely know that the person who died is not Charles because Charles hands Jughead this videotape, which would be weird if like, oh my God. If they 100% died though. Like we, we're assuming they died now mm-hmm. because it's but creepy, watch but it like, not be a murder. But either way, he would be like brained or something, and he would have a hurt like head or whatever. It's like it's either someone who genuinely got murdered or someone who is very intent on messing with Jughead. That's the thing is, it's just like like whoever's in the mask could either be like genuinely afraid or mm-hmm. acting afraid, right? Yep, to make it scarier. Yeah, like I just there's so many possibilities because it's like okay, so let's run with Chicken Charles then. How did Chick get out of prison? Why would Charles kill Chick? Kill. Why would Charles dress up as Betty and Jughead? Mm -hmm. Why would Charles hand the videotape he made to Jughead? To make sure that Jughead got it. Like it's an intimidation tactic? It's it's something. There's something something with Charles. Something is off with Charles and I think by now it's pretty obvious. I just don't want there to be something off with Charles because I want FP and Alice's son to be a regular person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. But no one on this show is a regular person. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Are there any other theories? I don't have any. I just want to delete this one from my brain so that I can watch this storyline and have a good time because I'm really into this Mm -hmm. storyline. I don't even know. I'm just like, is there a way that I can make this about Brett? And I was like, I don't think so. No. Can I make it about Penelope again? (laughs) If it's Penelope again, I'm gonna be mad. Like, I really liked 
the fact that the big bads of that the, the Stonewall storyline were kids because every single season the big bad is an adult. Yeah. It and gets like tiring. I mean, it if might it's Charles then it might still have something to do with Brett. I mean, he has a creepy amount of videotapes like yeah. it's true. that are actually tapes and it's 2020. He doesn't just have like a folder on his phone. He has cassette tapes. Yeah, and then Jughead like ruined them all and he and Charles like messed them all up. So it's like not only did all of that garbage happen, but also now he has even more motive to like really mess with Jughead, I guess. Yeah. And cuz Jughead also like broke his face. Yeah. But I'm also like is it a cop out to have it be Brett both times? You know, what I, I think mean? you can't introduce well, I mean, tapes with two different characters and mm. have them not connect. Except that this is Riverdale, right? So, so it, they might not connect, right? Um, y'all are gonna have to go on about me. Okay, can you do my? Okay. Yeah. So Brittany, it's like she said, it's her it's mom's birthday, birthday, and so she's going on a quick Facetime call with her mom. So thank you for coming. Hey, thank you. Thank this you for being fun. here. Thank you for having me. Uh, really appreciated it. Um. Mm. Thank you both. Yeah, we're not no supposed problem. to do handshakes, but of oh. course, we're in quarantine, so who cares? Yeah, we're all in quarantine together, so yeah. that's fine. So we've got um. all each other's germs. Um, so yeah. Uh love you bye. Okay, love you. Thanks. Okay, love you. Bye. Anyway, if you guys have any theories about this, we would love, love, love to hear them. Our next episode is coming out after the next one. If there's a hiatus, it's coming out on the Wednesday after. Um, but yeah, definitely get a hold of us. Our email is affectionatospodcast at gmail.com for your long form thoughts. Um, but short form thoughts can be tweeted or DM'd or whatever. So we would love to hear from you. Um, I think then we're just going to move into segments. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Unless you have more things, more thoughts. No, I don't. Cool. So now it's time for segments. My first segment is a sexual joke. Head question mark, question mark, question mark. And the answer is yes, always yes. I don't care. Brittany's segment is which MILF is the most badass? Uh, Alice. 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 Sure. Alice. I mean, Hermione looked great for the like one minute she mm-hmm. sat on a couch and wore glasses but um it is badass to support your kids exactly Mm. and the the moment between alice and betty at the end when like betty is singing and like points at alice and Mm -hmm. like is singing along it's really cute so cute yeah uh my segment is did the snake parents acknowledge their obvious history and i'm like yeah they did she looked right at his mouth when they were like hanging out there i hope they continue to do so Mm mm-hmm for as long as possible. Agreed. Uh, now it's time for our best line award. My best line award goes to Betty, Archie, and Jughead for... Does this band have a name? Hmm. It's the Archies. What, was the me-me-me's taken? <laughs> Jughead understands my Peppa's Circus problems. <laughs> this is really funny. Like, I know that it's canon from the comics. Yeah. So that, like, that's why they had to do it. But I was like, somebody's gotta make a joke about how stupid this is. <laughs> right, like... How did they, how did they decide on that band name in the comics? Like, I think they literally was just like, everything's about Archie. Yep. Whatever. My favorite line award goes to Reggie for. Consider this a peaceful protest, Mr. Honey. Though I will weaponize these babies if I have to. Because he's so stupid and so funny and so happy to be in drag. I love him. Yeah. And uh, Britney's goes to Cheryl for. What? No applause? It was good. Yeah. I like, I love the confidence. Mm -hmm. But also like at the end of that song, I was like looking at the screen and I was like, no, no applause. (laughs) Of course not. Uh, Okay. So now we're going to do our trailer reaction. I don't, I don't know if we actually like need to like bring it up because we know what happens. We know what happens because there's only one scene. No, I'll do it because I want (laughs) to hear exactly what they do say. Okay. All right. So now it's time for our trailer reaction, which is literally just one scene. Um, But I will (laughs) read, I know that it exists. Where's the blurb? Oh no! 
They've taken away the episode names. No! For the next three, for the last three episodes. Luckily, I did take a picture, but it doesn't make me feel good that they're not on the Wikipedia anymore. Yeah. Okay, so the synopsis. Jughead and Charles follow a new lead after the- No kidding. <laughs> after the contents of the latest videotape takes a sinister turn. I swear, if this is Charles, he's like, whoa, no, what? Is, that's crazy! <laughs> Meanwhile, Kevin, Reggie, and Fangs take their latest business venture to the next level. Show me Sweet Pete. While Cheryl and Veronica's maple rum business faces a new threat. Finally, Archie and Betty contemplate their next steps. <laughs> uh, it doesn't say that um, Jordan is in this episode. So please bring him in. Oh my god! <gasps> Ethel's back! It says Shannon Purser is in this episode. No! Oh my <laughs> god. I cannot believe. Okay, so now we're going to watch the trailer. Three, two, one, play. Archie, why are we here? I don't know, but it's nice, right? Just Barchie on a bed with a lot of candles. That's, that's a twin-size bed, my guys. I love how they didn't have time to edit the trailer, so they would just like gave us a piece of a scene. That is a twin-sized bed. Why are they here? Why are they in the bunker? Oh, she just said, why are we here? I don't know. Because we can't stay away from each other. But it's nice. I really wish we would have gotten like an actual trailer. I know right. that they're I know that they're all like very busy and bad things are happening, but mm-hmm. that tells me literally nothing no, about they- anything else that's happening. Like you know that if it was a real trailer, they would show us the fact that Ethel is back. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I've seen people also, um I don't know if it's like confirmed, but I've seen people putting together that this is also the episode with the baby Barchie flashbacks. Yes. Um and I'm here for that. I'm excited. I've been waiting for that one, yeah. so I'm looking forward to it. They did just say the last time they were happy was when they were six, so True. so show it, show it. <laughs> are we gonna see? Are we gonna see the thing from the pilot where Archie asks Betty to marry him I've, when they're I've little? I've seen him on one knee. I've seen him on one knee. I've seen the picture. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do, they're, do you have? They're eighteen now. They are. They are eighteen now. Oh, little Archie, you are too small. Ask me when we're 18 and I'll say yes. And I'm like, ah! I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Please, if you are so inclined, write us a review on iTunes. We like those. And we also have a survey. It's in the description. It's just perpetually open. We'd love to hear some things that you like about the podcast and some things that we could work on so we know what to change. If you're a fan of 100, we'd like to talk about that show too. We've done seasons four through six. Season seven premieres in May. Wow, that is soon. Yeah. April's zooming by, genuinely. It sure is. It's ridiculous. March lasted a year, and April lasted a minute. Yeah. If you're a fan of Lost, would like to talk about that show, too? Boy, do I have good news. You can watch Lost on quarantine. (laughs) You're bored, right? Would you like to watch Lost? It's available to you. Um, And we also have a podcast, and we are finishing season two, um, beginning of May. The last episode of season two comes out, which is really exciting. Um, and it is spoiler free. So if you're watching with us for the first time, you can listen to it. And we also have guests over there. So if you're a Lost fan listening to this, hit me up. I'd love to schedule you for uh, an episode sometime. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we'd like to talk about that show too. We did all of season one. Uh, we did some short form thoughts on season three as a whole while we watched. Um, and all throughout 2020, we are doing season two. We're taking up all of 2020 to do season two. We're going to try and take up all of 2021 to do season three. And then hopefully, I know that filming has stopped at this point, but hopefully by 2022, (laughs) we have season four so we can also talk about that. Yeah. If you're a fan of Star Trek, we like to talk about that show too. (laughs) Uh, We have a Star Trek Picard podcast. We have covered all of season one 
Um, we will be covering, we will, we have some other things in the works for that feed, um, for like general Star Trek and uh, a round table for season one and just some other, other fun stuff we have up our sleeve. Yeah. So join over there if you like Star Trek. And if you don't know anything about Star Trek, Picard was my first Star Trek and you can always jump in there. And I think at least in Canada, like all the Star Treks are on Netflix. So they sure are. Do what you want. I mean, I haven't watched them, but you could. They are in the States too. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Cause I watched them all there when I live there. You can join us every Tuesday on the TV Co. app at 7 p.m. PST to rewatch episodes of Riverdale and watch us eat dinner. <laughs> it's delicious, usually. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a link in the description if you don't like typing things out. Yes. Uh, follow the Fictionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, uh, mostly Twitter, but Robin makes gifs of our favorite line awards on Tumblr. And uh, she's really talented, so go give her a like or retweet or reblog. What's uh, Tumblr? Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of obsolete, but I'm having a good time anyway. Yeah. Um, and Brittany and I also sell art. Yes, they I would do. Say. Um, you can look that up at shopbelux.com. Mm-hmm. S-H-O-P-B-E-E-L-U-X-E. Brittany makes resin art, and I make fandom embroideries. I have embroideries available for the whole core four and shoney right now Mm -hmm. um so if you want one or multiple of those those are available i would love to make them for you yeah go check them out uh our patreon is patreon.com slash the aficionados if you like what we do here please consider donating because it's really expensive um i know we're all struggling right now so if you can't donate there there's a lot of things that you can do um especially like recommending us to a friend even if you don't have any friends that watch riverdale We've mentioned four other podcasts, and if you have friends who like any of those, um, we would really appreciate you sending us along. Yeah, that would be great. You can follow me on uh, Twitter at Sam Casey's, which is S-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-S. I mostly yell about television. It's fun. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow Brittany at Britannia's, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And all of that is in the description. Woohoo! You can click on that too. Uh, Join us in two weeks for the next episode, 418 Lynchian. So basically Lynchian is a reference to David Lynch, who's a director. Um, Known for his surrealist films, he has developed his own unique cinematic style, which has been dubbed Lynchian, and is characterized by its dream imagery and meticulous sound design. The surreal and, in many cases, violent elements to his films have earned them the reputation that they disturb, offend, or mystify their audiences. So guess we'll find out what the heck that's about. And David Lynch is the director of Twin Peaks. Mm. Uh, which is a show that Machen is also very famous for. Um, she was very upset not to be directing this episode. Yeah, <laughs> but luckily she gets to just direct the next episode and it'll all be good. Yeah. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye.